I've been reading a book to my kid that takes place in space, and one of the um, companions is like a robot. So I've been doing a lot of robot voices. So <laughs> I have a lot of practice right now at robot voices. Meg over here bragging that she can read. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I don't think my parents ever read to me. I'm what? trying to think about it. I don't I don't think they ever read to That's me. Sad. Like ever. That's one of the like basic things that they tell you to do, like read to your kid. Yeah, my parents were engineers. What were they gonna read me? A technical manual? Yeah. I mean if you're trying to go to sleep, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean it worked. <laughs> you turned out fine. And the acceleration due to gravity is one point zero three one times ten to the negative eleven. <laughs> so let's brainstorm uses for Meg's new skill at robot voice. <laughs> How can she uh, monetize this? I shall happily apply my new robot voice. Maybe like GPS or something? <laughs> or like Recalculating. Yeah, there you go. That's actually great. I've been trying to find a new voice for like my GPS because in LA, like when you miss your turn, it takes like 55 blocks to f get you back on course. And that shit is annoying. Holy man. Mm-hmm. Take the next right. I can't take a right there. There's road work. Take the next right. That's a tent city. Take the next right. I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> so if you would read it to me, honestly, you know, Ryan, I would love if you would yell at me through my phone when I miss directions. That would, that would make, nothing would make me happier, to be honest. No, you idiot. Turn around. You turn, you turn. <laughs> Fuck, I got to redirect this thing? All right. <laughs> yeah. Give me a second. I don't live here. How am I supposed to know how you're supposed to get around? Jesus Christ. What do I... Dude, I don't <laughs> make U-turns. U-turns are scary. They are. I agree. I had a camera up my nose today. Isn't that weird? <laughs> no, they're trying to figure out what's going on with my ear pain, and so they stuffed one of those little, like, wire cameras up my nose, and I got to see the inside of my nose. Nice. It was so fucking weird. Mm-hmm. Can you want to post that to the Discord? What'd it look like in there? <laughs> yeah, tell us. Give us describe a, it for the listener. Verbal description of of the visual. Yeah, we're, we're well trained at this now. The interior of a nose. Uh, Did you find anything of value in there, like a yeah, skittle usually. you popped in there a couple months back? <laughs> Any loot? Yeah, it was an old marble from like three months ago. Yeah, from like well, eighty-seven. That should explain the ear pain. My God. <laughs> <laughs> Good thing they no, looked. No, the, uh, the conclusion was allergies, which I was like, did that require a uh, camera in my nose? No, they were just having fun. Mr. Simpson, there appears to be a crayon launched in your brain. Yeah. They actually did bring in a med student. It was like, he's never seen this before. Can he watch? <laughs> when I had my unfortunate uh, medical injury, um, they brought in like all of the med students they're like you're never gonna see this come on let's go take a look oh, at it it, it was like it was wild there were oh, so many doctors that's... in there <laughs> uh, it was I awesome love that they brought everyone to tourists oh yeah oh yeah they were like oh you gotta come check this shit out bro like you're never gonna see something worse than this like let's go down there <laughs> oh that's so funny well i mean Gotta learn somehow, right? It's like sitcom stuff. Yeah, that is that is sitcom level 
funny. It's like an episode of Scrubs. I'm pretty sure they yeah. did that on an episode of Scrubs. Yeah, probably. No, he was saying when he was down in UCSF. <laughs> yeah. Like, all the med students came in to see it. <laughs> She's telling her parents now. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was supposed to stay on the pod, guys. Like, circle of trust type shit. Oh, no way. You're not supposed to no. be like... <laughs> I'm sure you'll catch that in post, right? Uh, come on. I'm curious about what, what you're saying about our podcast. Like, only say it on the podcast. That way no one will hear it. Yeah, I'm yeah. never going to meet these people, though. <laughs> Sky, I know. Yeah, now you have to look him in the eye next time you see him. Uh, I'm so embarrassed. <laughs> um, all right. Sorry, that was a weird detour. What are we doing? Hey, guys. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I feel like that was entirely necessary. Ah. <laughs> uh. How the hell is everybody doing? Good. Real good. Present. Beach. Ready to rock. All right, all right, all right. Matthew Majonathe. There's got to be a good pun in there. <laughs> I feel like you found it. I heard an interesting thing about uh, Dazed and Confused. So Matthew McConaughey is supposed to play like that skeevy kind of older dude who hangs out around the high schoolers all the time. But some of the high schooler actors that were hired were actually older than him at the time of recording. They just like made him look him look oh, super funny. old. So he was actually like younger than some of them, <laughs> even though they were all probably like hmm. twenty five. So none of them were in high school. But I thought that was super funny. Hmm. Yeah, interesting factoid. Classic movie. Hell yeah, it's a great one. When we last left off. From the village of Hergstag, you returned with the corpse of Elsa in order to use her as a witness in the trial by way of petitioning for a casting of Speak With Dead. You got back at about five in the morning and you all kind of went your separate ways. Sidriel went to bed, Flora and Stormank went to see Oslin, who told Flora she had a visitor looking for her, a professor from the college, one Katarina Vilt, that said she was in grave danger and needed to f know exactly where she could find her. Oslin couldn't help her, and she went off. You went looking for her at the school, and they said that she hadn't been there in months. You spoke with the leader of the Crooked Kin. Lasney. Caleb Hess. Close. <laughs> <laughs> Which one was Lasney now? He was the elder at Morast. Oh, Swamp yeah. guy. Joral Prime. Joral Prime. Prime. <laughs> <laughs> um, who said that he had found a... It was a fortune teller, he said. Well, somebody that could cast blood biography in which Sidriel had asked them to find for him. You were supposed to meet Zeke bright and early, and he never showed up. You went looking for him and found him to be missing. His empty house with the door swinging open and two glasses of whiskey, one still full and one filled on the ground. It's about 9.15. You have 45 minutes before you have to turn in evidence to the 
courthouse to be used in the trial today. You all have to be looking pretty, like, pale, or, or like, maybe even a little emaciated and bags under your eyes. Varying levels of constitution drain. As well as fatigue. Yeah. Yeah, we are sleepy sheepies. Some of you at least got fatigue. So why, I guess, why don't we just pick it up there? What is your guys' plan? Where's Zeke? Yeah, do we have any way of, like, detecting what's in that remaining drink without consuming it? I think, like, a craft alchemy would do it. Hmm. Um, I have a rank in craft alchemy. I'm not no schlub at it. Oh, but you can roll it. Yeah, I mean, for spending probably like the past 80 years working in an alchemy shop, you'd think I'd be a little better at it, but... You pick something <laughs> up, yeah. No. Yes, it'll try to see what's going on there. And, oh, yeah, that is going to be a 26, Craft Alchemy. Nice. DC 20. Uh, so what you're saying is I fucking nailed it. Yeah. Good job, Wes. Maybe Sidriel gets a whiff of something off about this whiskey and you feel like there might be drow poison in it drow poison oh dear which is essentially a poison that makes you unconscious for a certain amount of time oh dear so someone has made Zeke unconscious so he won't be able to lead the defense of Tim Stormak looks dramatically at Flora. At the camera. Nope, at Flora. <laughs> Past the camera. <laughs> She's behind the camera. Yeah. Isn't drow poison an injury type poison? What does that mean? Like it, it has like, to... yeah, you have to actually like put it on a weapon and cut them with it. Oh. There's like there's ingestion poison, there's contact poisons, and there's uh, injury poisons. Oh. Hmm. That's okay. Maybe uh, he, they, they, they put a little bit of broken glass in his cup, so when he took a sip, yeah, he cut the inside his, of his mouth, and then he got yeah. some drow poison in it. Perfect. Yeah, so it, so, it sounds like some shit that Blue Scale would pull. There's diamond dust in it as well. <laughs> there you go. I feel like that's fine. This is your world, Johnny. I did not see the, uh, that little injury in parentheses. But... We just hacked John's GMing system. If you want to use a poison that requires injury, then you can just throw in some diamond dust. So that's going to be Stormax's new tactic. He's going to be a lawful good monk that poisons people. Poisoner. Yeah. <laughs> it's canon. Oh, shit. <laughs> I mean, he doesn't want to kill him, so it makes sense. I mean, I, I can think of some justifiable reasons to use a poison that knocks them unconscious without actually having to fight them and, and injure them further. Like, oh, yeah, let me just sure. cut your mouth, the, the roof of your mouth, like, put it on some Captain Crunch and feed it to him. Oh, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's drow poison and diamond dust in this expensive whiskey. Well, shit. Well, there's two things I can tell you guys. Uh, well, maybe a couple Maybe more than two. One, I think Zeke's been poisoned. Two, the people that poisoned him don't know much about poisons. <laughs> but three, they use it very creatively. Well, good for them, I guess. What are we gonna do? 
Are there any, like, signs of a struggle or anything? Or, like, like where he was dragged out or anything like that? No, just the, the door was open and, like, one of the glasses was, like, on the floor, spilled. Yeah, no struggle or anything other than that, broken or anything. Well, I mean, this is Zeke's house. Do you want to see if Maisie Daisy can get a, a whiff of his clothes? Maybe find a trail that way? I don't think a glass is going to be enough. While we're here, I'm going to just take a quick look around. We don't really know much about Zeke. And Stormac heads off into another room. Okay, all right. Snoop. Yep. I don't know that we have time for... Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, Flora's like, we've only got like 45 minutes before we have to turn in that body. I'll just be a minute. <laughs> oh, okay, I'm not following him. <laughs> yeah, what's in his sock drawer? <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess uh, Flora will grab whatever fabric or like have Daisy smell the couch or one of the more used chairs or whatever and be Bed like... Bed sheets, maybe? There you go. And then... You're like, can you find him? Go get it. Do I roll something? Survival? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to see if she gets a hit. If she can find her, find a path, a trail. Okay. If she, if she doesn't, then whatever. If she does, then we have at least a direction to go after the court. Uh, give her a survival. Okay. She got a 10. Oofy. Uh, plus four, four from scent. Yeah, she probably... Goes out the front door into the street and sn- sniffing around, but just turns around and looks at you. Yeah, she doesn't have anything. Well, we don't have we don't have time to look all over town for Zeke. We have to get this stuff turned in. Yeah, well, they'll probably turn up somewhere in a river. <laughs> it's nine twenty. So I believe that Flora and Daisy went out onto the street and maybe Sid went with them. I don't know where Sid went, but after a minute or two minutes, uh, Stormak comes running out of Zeke's house with like, a slightly concerned look on his face. But um, He clogged the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't think there's running water, Stormak so you, you clogged the outhouse, which is even more impressive, actually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, no, we can we can talk about what uh, happened in there later. But Stormak comes running out. Okay, let's go. Oh wow. Okay, business done, huh? No. Well. <laughs> okay. Well, I, I I don't think we have time to look for him. But we we need to pick up the body from Oslin's house and get it to the court, right? Yeah. No, we we're we're on a time limit here. Right. Let's go. Okay. I mean, one of the four people in our group know where Zeke is. We do? Well, where is he then? Not three of us. Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh, oh, you're out of character. Oh! <laughs> I just transformed. Um, all right, well, Stormax says, I'll go to Oslin's and pick up poor Elsa. I'll meet you at the court. Okay. And he runs off. <laughs> He's in a hurry today, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that probably makes sense, because we can get to the courthouse and try to start having the conversation with them about, hey, our friends can be dragging a corpse in here shortly. We would like to yeah. speak with it. Please don't panic. <laughs> All right. Okay, let's go. So, Stormag heads to pick up Elsa from Oslin's, 
and Sidriel and Flora head to the courthouse. And Daisy. And Daisy. She has an important job to do there. Get scritches. Yeah. <laughs> Distract the guards is what you mean. Oh. <laughs> it's the long con. <laughs> okay. As you come through the town square, the crowd is, seems like somehow it's even bigger than it was yesterday and more volatile. People are, like, crowded together, pushing each other around, yelling. There's stuff flying in the air left and right. More people are adding to the now giant stack of, like, broken furniture and things that are meant to be used as kindling under the Punishing Man effigy. But, yeah, you're able to push your way through. And, uh, yeah, there's more guards standing out front of the courthouse today than there were yesterday. Uh, They recognize you guys, though, as... Part of the defense team. It's mainly Daisy they recognize, yeah. if we're being honest. <laughs> They're like, oh, is it, is it time to play with Miss Daisy again? Go on. The guards don't even it. know your name, but they no, know they, Daisy. They know my dog. Thanks, Daisy's mom. <laughs> Which is really, like, weirdly accurate, you know? Yes, like, 100%. <laughs> I go to dog bar every Monday. I talk to the same people. Don't know yep. any of their names, but I know their dogs. Yep. <laughs> and, yeah, you go in to talk to the clerks that uh, take in the evidence, and they probably give you some weird looks. When we're when we're talking about the body or when we bring the body in? I like when you, you said you're going to go ahead of time and tell them about it. Yeah, yeah. Come on. They've seen this kind of thing before. They're clerks. At a courthouse. Yeah. Perhaps they gave weird looks. I right, deal All with right, it. Right, fine. <laughs> I don't accept Deal. your weird looks. I was telling that we had, like, we, we found one of the, we were able to recover one of the victim's bodies. That will be uh, being submitted as evidence. I guess whoever we need to talk to about, or has it already been like set up that we're gonna have somebody cast speak with dead? Is that already getting handled? No, you you would have to like petition for it. Who do we petition? Um, you could ask the clerks there, and they'll tell you the judges would be the people to petition, and the Holy Sister of Justice that presides in the court next to the judges in the trial, the cleric of Phrasma, would be the person to cast it. And how do we petition the judges? Are they not busy right now? Is that something that happens in court, or do we need to do it now? Um, I think you could probably go to Judge Deramid now. Okay. So we That's do. what we do. But it is a diplomacy check. I'll give you a bonus because you're in good with Dermid, though. You guys want to aid someone rolling diplomacy? Yeah, I guess it's going to have to be me. Yeah, I'll, I'll attempt to aid. <sighs> Laura's pretty diplomatic. Yeah, that's, yeah, super diplomatic. Okay. Yeah, she's all right. Aid's first. That is a negative one. Oh my god. Sid's very diplomatic. He's like, but you rolled a one. Why does that keep happening to you? <laughs> uh, Stormac, you want to try and roll to confirm to see if my lips fall off? <laughs> <laughs> Only if you want to. He, he makes it worse. Well, I'm not there, but I could spend a harrow card for Wes to re-roll. No, not for me. Give that to Flora. Oh, um, and we could we could also say that this is happening after you showed up with 
you know, you were right behind him, essentially. Okay. You want me to roll diplomacy? Sure. I have a negative one as well, but let's let's roll that sucker. Well, I think you and I are rolling to aid, and Flora's making the actual check. Is that right? Okay. Here's my roll. Natural three for a two. Jesus Christ. Doof. So, yes. um, <laughs> Look here! We brought this body all the way from Hergstag. <laughs> you must animate it or cast a spell on it in order <laughs> for us to prove that Tim is... <laughs> Uh, <laughs> and, and probably someone stops Sormac from talking at that point. Sidriel probably just doesn't say anything. He's like mumbling to himself, thinking he's helping, but he's just kind of being weird, standing next to a body mumbling. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Flora. Flora like face palms. She's like, oh my god. Um, but allow me to practice my lawyer um, role here and say that previously in a different session, you allowed me to have Daisy aid in a diplomacy check just by being cute in a shop. So can I do that mm. this Daisy's time? Daisy's out with the guards getting scritches. Daisy's, yeah, Daisy's oh, in the barracks shit. getting scritches. Fine. Fine. <laughs> but she is distracting them, so no guards will show up to interrupt this diplomacy roll. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you. 22. There we go. All right. Woot. DC 20. Nice. Damn, that's a hard diplomacy. Good job. Why would they deny like evidence like that? Why would... Okay. I'm just going to let it go. It's fine. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. Like, in, 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 like Especially like in the real world, if you could just ask the victim, like, hey, who shot you? Yeah, it's just like the cleanest of evidence. Why would you ever say no to that? Because the system's rigged. Sounds like it. Yeah, it doesn't really say why. It's, it just says that you may petition the court for permission. Well. well, usually it's not acceptable, and they would be like, well, you know, it's not, you have to prove your case, so, it, you know. But in, under extenuating circumstances, it would be, you know, this is the time to use it, if any. Makes sense to me. Yeah. John, finish reading to that last line where it says, the court is a dick. Yeah, oh, yeah. You always forget that last sentence. <laughs> <laughs> you have successfully petitioned for the use of speak with dead and submitted all your evidence. Um, do we want to take a second to spitball just throw some questions around? Because uh, I know, like, I mean, obviously we want to ask who killed you. Yeah. Like, that seems pretty straightforward. Um... um John, can you refresh my memory? When we were talking to Elsa in the graveyard, did she give us much information about like who Brother Swarm was prior to being this wraith? Uh, yeah, he was like a child murderer. Um, would um, that was want killed to by vigilantes. More Sorry. specific, and say, did this person right here, Tim, did this guy kill you? So that because our job is to prove him innocent, not to find the killer in this situation. You know what I mean? That's a, Fair, that's a good yeah. point. Um, and you don't want to give her any chances to be vague and uh, indirect. <laughs> Unless we f- phrase the question, like, did Tim kill you? Was it Tim, Brother Swarm, or someone else that killed you? Yeah. And also, the answers are brief, cryptic, or repetitive, especially if they would have opposed you in life, which that she wouldn't have. No. So you ask Judge Dermid, she tells you, you should be able to ask about three questions. 
based on what she's seen before from the Holy Sister of Justice. Okay. So maybe things like, uh, who killed you? Or do we want to ask specifically, did Tim kill you? Or do we want to ask, who killed you? I think we'll get a clearer answer if we ask a more direct question. Okay. So like, did did this, while pointing at him, I don't know if that matters to speak with Ted, but did Tim, this guy right here, did he kill you? Yeah. <laughs> And how about adding in, and if not, who did? Or something like that. What about, how about this for a cheap one? Can you help us to prove that Tim is innocent? Yeah, but then the answer is just yes or no. Yes. Yeah, she <laughs> yeah. <was>. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we've all seen the Dungeons and Dragons movie. We're not going down that route. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right, all right. Yeah, that's a great scene. <laughs> Oh, I don't know. I was never good at this puzzle. Uh, you, Good luck, everybody. <laughs> Stormax steps back. So I guess, did Tim kill you? Maybe, like, who is Tim to you? To establish that, like, they, they're friends and that, like, he's intelligent enough to, like, to, to be... And he is friendly and kind to her. Yeah. Because then we can use that... Um, we can use the, like, the book of poetry and the doll and the drawing to kind of, like, show what, like, Tim's character... Yeah. yeah. I guess the way I was thinking of it, and John Earmuffs, um, mm. <laughs> if we, we asked Tim first, have Tim testify, I then I imagine the prosecutor's going to get to uh, cross-examine. He's going to try to poke holes in everything that Tim just said. Yeah. Then we ask, we go straight to the source, and we ask Elsa, who's then going to support what Tim just said and make the prosecutor look like a jackass. Yeah. That's a very important part of this, is making him look like a jackass. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For no, no other reason than for winning the trial. Yes. No reason at all. Can I take my earmuffs off, you know? Yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you got there pretty much right at the deadline. It's just after 10 o'clock. The trial starts at 11. Uh, is there anything you want to do in between now and then? Get eight hours of rest. Wring <laughs> our hands and panic. Right. And will Zeke to show up at the door? Roll will save. <laughs> should we put the- report <laughs> Zeke missing? I feel like he should roll a will save if it's my will forcing him. Okay, sorry. <laughs> oh, yeah, and put the panicked condition on since you're wringing your hands <laughs> in panic. <laughs> yeah, we should probably tell someone. Let's tell Derriman that he's missing. What? You you didn't lead with that? Well, we needed both things when we're telling you both. Now. TikTok. <laughs> and one of you is going to take his place in the courtroom? Um. She looks worried. <laughs> Oof. We, we were all in there yesterday. Yeah, no, you should have seen. You saw Sid. He did great. He was a good witness. Yeah. He's really good when he puts his mind to things. It'll be fine. She pats him. Man, my Sweating. lady, my lady of little faith. She got, she got no faith, man. What the fuck? <laughs> well, I mean, Flora was a good talker, but the, the other two rolled really low. Oh yeah, on the diplomacy. <laughs> Stormac came in and just started shouting at people. <laughs> well, maybe why we prep for the case, you. Have some of your guards do something other than pet dogs and go find him? 
I'll, I'll send some men out. Yes. Uh, thank you for telling me. Good luck in there. I'll, I'll, I'll get on that right away. Thank you. She's worried about if we can do our job, and she don't, she needed us to tell her to go look for a missing person. She's a judge. <laughs> so she should know the law and who to report it to. <laughs> and well, We've done it. Everything, success, let's go. <laughs> Meanwhile, in Zeke's mind... <laughs> um, Meg's I, been GMing a lot, you can tell. <laughs> nice transition. Um, 11 o'clock rolls around and as everyone is piling into the courtroom we will cut to Zeke who finds himself groggy opening his eyes in a strange unfamiliar place you open your eyes and your head is pounding and you're somewhere dark and stuffy. You're bound with rope. It feels like you're leaning up against, like, a large wooden crate. Uh, do I hear anything? You hear breathing right next to you. Ugh. Ugh. Man, I must have really tied one on last night, uh... Where the fuck am I? Oh! Oh, sick, you're awake! Are you okay? Goody? Yeah, it's me! Goody, what the hell did we get into last night? Oh, I, I, I don't know how I don't know how you ended up here, but I got in a, a deal with some shady people. I, they just knocked me out and brought me here. You know, I'm not surprised to hear that, but why in the fuck am I here with you? I thought we tried to keep our deals clandestine. I, I never, I never said anything about you. I swear to gods. You know, I'm disinclined to believe that. Look, are you tied up too? I sure am, Goody. Oh, I, can you can you do anything about these ropes? Well, I, I don't know. Just give me a second. Let me uh, let me wiggle around. Uh, can I do anything about these ropes? <laughs> uh, yeah, you could try an escape artist. Luckily, investigators are pretty good at that. Uh, okay, let me see it. Okay. Uh, okay, let's try this. Oh, that's not too bad. That is 1320. It's a 20. Was that with your inspiration? I didn't. Is that what you're telling me? Or do you get inspiration on that skill check? Uh, I do. <laughs> Are you saying that doesn't work? <laughs> okay, sure. Let me throw an inspiration on there. Here, I, hold on. I guess I shouldn't have asked. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's a four on a D6. 24? Does that make it feel better? <laughs> Uh, like 24 is is going to do it, actually. <laughs> shouldn't have said that. <laughs> you, should, you really shouldn't have. You're like, is that a gonna... Is that it? Are you sure? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Zeke's wriggling around, and uh, one of the ropes is coming a little bit loose, and he can uh, work his hand out. You're able to free yourself, get your hands out, and then get your feet untied. And then uh, he'll start uh, working on... Working on goodies ropes. You're able to do that. I guess once we're both free, we'll uh, start working around the room. What do we feel? Yeah, give me a perception check. Okie doke. All right, hold on. Do I get inspiration from expanded inspiration free on perception? I sure do. Okay. 
free inspiration. Take that one off. All right. Oh, that's uh, 15, 16 plus 9 is 25. You're like going around like maybe following the wall with your hand. And uh, not only do you find like a torch in a sconce on the wall, unlit, but your foot kicks into what feels like it might be like your backpack. Fucking hot damn. Bad guys always just leave all your shit laying around. Goody, you still keep that flint and steel in your boot? Oh, sure as hell, dude. What have you got? He bumps into you. Strike that up. Let's uh, see if we can get some light on the situation. And, uh, yeah, he will light that torch. Ah, uh, goody, my boy. Well, we should have found ourselves in a sticky wicket. What do you, what do you think we're doing here? Uh, I, I got robbed and then knocked out trying to sell that pesh. I, I don't know where we're at, though. I woke up here in this dark storeroom. Yep. Sounds about right. That pest is starting to become more of a problem than I thought. That might have to be, uh... One of our last deals there, buddy. Well, I didn't even get any money off of it. <laughs> I'm screwed. <laughs> Owie, we could have worse problems. Let's, uh, let's get our way out of here first, and, uh... Maybe I'll split the other half with you. Let's go. Now that you can see, you see, yeah, this room, stone floors, uh, it's pretty much bare other than the several crates on the other side of the room. And there's what looks like like a retractable crane or something sitting on some rails next to a large 10-foot door to the west. And there is a smaller wooden door to the north. Mm. Dot com. Nice title drop there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, you see, Woody goes up to that door to the north and he's like putting his ear up to it. What do you do? Uh, Goody, not Woody. I was going to say, what's Woody doing there? There's a snake in my boot. Yeah. What, you, what, you, what you got there, Goody? You hear anything on the other side? I, there's I, I hear something. There's some... Some yelling and bubbling. Well, let's uh, let's try to stay the fuck away from that. Uh, he uh, Zeke collects his gear real quick and uh, looks at these crates. They say anything on them? Are they just wood crates? Yeah, there's several crates. They don't have a lid on them, and there's nothing but like packing straw in them. There are a couple cases smaller than the crates. These wooden cases. If you open them up, do you open them up? Yeah, sure do. One has 12 vials of some kind of liquid. There's another one with 12 vials of a different looking liquid. There's a case with five Tanglefoot bags. And there's a case that has three Thunderstones in it. They're all like small cases packed with straw. Well, uh, these might come in handy. Here, Goody, take two of these. He gives them two of those Tanglefoot bags and uh, one of those Thunderstones, which I'm not even really sure what are, and I put the rest in my belt pouch. And I'm going to listen at the door to the west. You take those potion chemical things, right? If anybody could identify them, it's you. Sure, I'll, I'll grab one of each, just in case. Um, yeah, you can give me a craft alchemy to uh, identify them. All right. Sure, craft alchemy. Oh, that's a fucking 12. 
Um, that's enough. Like uh, the one case is twelve vials of acid. Okay. And um, like the good European Czech fluff stuff, or are we talking like orange sunshine type? You know, like three hundred mics. <laughs> no. Like acid flask acid. Ooh, I like that stuff too. Burny, burny acid. Sidra will really like this stuff. And the other case is Nushadir, which is um, something that neutralizes acid. Hmm. Okie doke. Well, still gonna go listen to this door at the west. So, this large ten-foot industrial door that has the crane on tracks next to it. So it looks like the door would open and the crane would be pushed out uh, to load crates, presumably. There is, like, a chain with a large padlock holding it shut, and you listen at the door, and uh, it seems like it's outside on the other side of this door. Hmm. What is that padlock look like? Super tough? Because I do have a nice disabled device with my uh, Masterwork Thieves tools. Yeah, you could try and uh, disable it. Sure. I'll try that first. Here we go. Disable device. Oh, that's a fucking 19 and a 6. Fuck yeah. Uh, plus my disable device is... Oh, that's a plus 9 too. That's a 18 plus 6 is a fucking shit. 20... 34? A 19 on a die and a 6 on a D6. Oh, for the inspiration? Oh yeah. Plus my 9 disabled device... Fuck yeah. Nice. Uh, you are able to unlock the huge padlock. Roll in rocks. Hey, goody. Let's leave them to whatever they're doing. Uh, I don't think we want to mess with them. I think I got this. Let's go. All right. Uh, let's get the fuck out of here. I, I, I kind of want to know who's doing this to us and why, but I don't want to give them another chance. Goody. We are just two men, and we are not prepared for this. At least we'll know where to come back to next time. So, you open the door, and you are about 30 feet up in the air. You're looking down on a 20 by 20 foot courtyard. There is a 20 foot brick wall around the perimeter of this courtyard. You can see from up here that the tops of the brick wall is like covered in mounds of shards of broken glass. Uh, below you, there's, yeah, there's a heavy oak gate, like 10 foot tall oak gate on one end of that brick wall. And below you in the courtyard, you can see a big wooden cart uh, with some crates in it. When you open the door, it's a little loud, and a few seconds later, you hear like a growling, like snarling from below, and from underneath that wooden cart, you see a gruesome four-legged creature. John, what in the shit did you put me in, man? You think I'm gonna escape this with myself and Goody? What the fuck, bro? <laughs> what the fuck? It looks like this. It's like an, a large dog that is... What is that? <laughs> it's a dog with bees in his mouth, so when it barks at you, it shoots God. bees. Yeah. Oh my God. It's made of random bits of flesh, and some of it's sewn together and falling apart, and bones protruding, and 
it looks up at you and it starts pacing growling at that moment we'll cut back to Leopardstad courthouse you've all been brought in of uh, Stormac I assume that maybe you were still helping the escorting the beast escorting Tim with the other guards is that track yes I'm, I'm guarding Tim from everyone and the crowd is wiling out today they are like yelling people left and right keep getting taken out by guards for throwing stuff or getting into fights they're rowdy you see Kendra up in the bleachers I don't see Kendra oh oh she's in the jury box well there's no jury okay I just put more people there okay it's bleachers alright <laughs> you see a Divian Adresson sitting at the prosecution table cool as a cucumber. Tim is brought in with Stormack and the other guards and placed in this massive chair in the center of the courtroom. And as the three justices come and take their seats to the Holy Sister of Justice, the herald of the court in his uh, massive black plate armor stands next to the gong on the other side of the judges and after a moment when everybody's taken their places, he hits the gong three times. Clap, it takes a minute, the crowd doesn't quite calm down so quickly. He hits it again three times. Gong, gong, gong. And the courtroom settles down. Chief Justice Card in the center there. Bellows out. Today, we try the crimes against the people of Hergstag. We'll begin with the prosecution. Mr. Addersent, kindly explain the charges and then call your first witness. The Deviant tips his hat, stands up. Of course, Your Honor. Walks out. Today, the beast is being tried with the murder of innocent children from the village of Hergstag. I believe it shouldn't be too hard once you hear the eyewitness testimonies for you to agree that he is guilty of this most heinous crime. I would like to call a Miss Flitched, Abigail Flitched, to the stand. And... The three sisters from the windmill recognize the one you talked to at least, but uh, she's sitting next to two other similarly aged women who are close and talking to each other when this happens. One of them stands up and comes out. Mrs. Flitched, would you kindly explain to the court your experiences with crimes at hand today? Well, in Hergstag, um, we started having children go missing one at a time. And it started out, uh, we didn't really know what was happening and became more and more worrisome. Until um, one day we saw the beast, Leopardstad, right there. He came walking right into town. Laughing, laughing his ass off. Must have been so proud of himself. 
carrying the body of poor little Elsa, the last little girl that gone missing. And we ran him out of town. We ran him out and didn't see him again after that, but we set up lots of traps uh, just in case he came back. But I saw him. I saw him bringing her lifeless body back into town. The beast was laughing as he brought his most recent victim back, probably to show off in some sick way. And can you testify that this is indeed the beast that you saw? Yes, yes, sir, that's him. Never forget. Thank you. That will be all for me. And he'll go and sit down. The defense? Um, where is Mr. Kane? I think he was uh, preoccupied this morning. And who will be taking his place? Uh, Flora and, and Sid kind of like look at each other for a second. And we, we look over at Stormac and we're like, I guess... Stormac gives you a thumbs up from across the room. I guess we will. <laughs> so here's the thing. Like, as a player, I don't mind jumping in and doing it. I just don't necessarily want us to get screwed because Sid as a character has such shitty diplomacy. Yeah. I do not want to do it because I don't... Okay. Um, I've got a solution. What if yeah. Wes plays Flora? We well, we had discussed of... before, like, <laughs> Sid just kind of, like, whispering things for Flora to say. That's what but she'll do. How, how fun that would be to listen to. There we she's go. She's going to, uh, because she's so short, she's going to step up on top of the desk and stand right here next to Sid. <laughs> and be like, okay, um... Yeah, I guess we have some questions. Like, look around and sweat a little bit because everyone's looking at her. Uh, John, so how do you feel about narratively what's happening is Sid is just kind of like whispering these things to Flora, and then Flora is delivering the questions. Uh, right on, like, she'll wander back to the table and, like, just lean in nonchalantly. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm absolutely imagining, like, 80s rom-com. Like, I'm hiding in a bush whispering things to her and she's really like giving the big speech and at some point like you know an errant pizza delivery is going to come by and i'm going to get distracted and there's going to be a whole thing i like steve that. martin and roxanne yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> love it well the witness is yours so hi abigail you remember us from yesterday uh oh yes you were with the with the cop yeah, um, we talked to you about your experience there. <sighs> uh, when was the last time you saw the beast? When was he, when was he run out of town? Uh, it was, uh, seven or, seven or eight months ago. Six, seven months. So, something like seven months. Mm-hmm. Was that was that young girl Ilsa? Was she the very last victim, or was there was there another? I think there was uh, one more after after her, actually. After the 
Beast was run out of town. Well, I suppose, yeah. But I mean, that was just a death there. She didn't. He didn't disappear. Wait, what? Say that again. Sorry. All the other children disappeared. You know, that poor girl just you know, died in her house. Please, please ask the judge to direct the witness to only answer the questions and not to pontificate from the stand. <laughs> yeah. Don't punt things. <laughs> Damn, dog. You guys got this. <laughs> uh, um. I'm trying to play, like, intentional telephone a little bit. I love it. <laughs> Intentional telephone, ladies and gentlemen. So there are people out there that when playing the game telephone intentionally mess it up. Be oh, warned. Yeah, that's what makes it funny. Be warned. So uh, give me a diplomacy check. Okay. 24. All right. Damn, dog. Rolling rocks, even though uh, <coughs> sounds a little funny. Don't jinx it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's a... Uh... Rubble, 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 rubble. In the cloud. In the crowd. You're in the clouds now. It's coming from the clouds, yep. (laughs) How many people died in this event? Uh, I think. I think they've been saying six. (laughs) My god. And how many of them were seen with our friend Tim here? Um, I, I suppose just just the one, just poor little Elsa. Hmm. And when when he brought her back, um. You described him as laughing? Oh, yeah, he's just laughing, laughing loud, and it was kind of sick. Oof. Oh, my God. What did it sound like to you? It, could you give us an example? I'm not, not going to try and emulate it. Why not? It sounded like a laugh, though. Stormak knows where this is going, and he's over there next to Tim, and he, and he quietly says to Tim, Now, Tim, it's okay to cry. Remember, we might have to ask you some sad things, but it's okay to cry. And Stormak makes sure that Tim hears him. Nice. He'll kind of nod at you a little bit. Um, so I, I don't think there's any more questions for this lady? Okay. Mostly, it was just setting the timeline and, like, how many bodies was Tim seen with and just kind of setting the scene. Essentially, just giving the the foundational evidence that we'll use later in our uh, questioning of Tim and Elsa. Okay. Unless anybody else has something else they want to ask. That's it. We're good. No further questions. I think we're done here. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. (laughs) And... At that point, we'll cut back to Zeke. Uh, Zeke, you're standing 30 feet up in the air on the ledge of this industrial door. There is a just abomination of a quadrupedal creature pacing, growling, looking up at you down in this courtyard. 
What do you do? Um, would it be correct to assume that the gate is that thing right there that uh, doesn't kind of look like a wall? Yeah, facing south. Okay. Um, what does that gate look like? Barred from the inside or... I mean, that would be the Skyrim thing to do. Is bar it from the inside so that you have to go around and un- unlock it. Just saying. The wooden gate is barred at all times. Uh, so I imagine it's not barred from the outside. <clears throat> well, it would be a pretty shitty bar if it was on the outside. <laughs> all right. Thinking quick on his feet, Zeke looks around, grabs a uh, a tie off his pack, like a long piece of uh, like leather strap, and he ties up one of those Tanglefoot bags and breaks off a piece of a crate and puts it in the top of the door with the Tanglefoot bag kind of sitting on, on it. So if that door opens, that Tanglefoot bag will fall right on the square where the door would open. The the one door to the north? Yeah, the door to the north. TM. Hmm. Okay. Interesting. And then he looks over at Goody and he says, uh, we're going to have to make this quick, Goody, but uh, I think if we're, if we're quick enough, we can hopefully disable that dog and get out that gate before uh, before they come in here and get us. Um, if this works, uh, start lowering that crane and, and uh, we'll make haste. Sound good? Oh, he looks down. He's like, oh, by the gods, what is that thing? Oh, it's, <laughs> oh, it's, it's ugly. Your guess is as good as mine. This, doesn't it just remind you of uh, Tam Ravena? <laughs> right, what's your plan? Well, uh, we'll see here in a second if this works. And he pulls out uh, one of those other Tanglefoot bags and throws it on the square that is um, behind the dog. So, like, right there. So that it won't, we won't land in it when we get down there. I think you have to hit somebody with it. You have to hit them with it? Oh, yeah, yeah. I see. I see what you mean. I mean, it's still a ranged touch attack, which is, uh, you want me to roll that over or you want me to do uh, another one? Um, what'd you get? 16 <laughs> plus, uh, what's my fucking shit? Plus six is a 22 to touch. Oh, yeah, that'll hit. All right. That hits. Now I would like a reflex save. All right. Which I assume is super high, but, you know. Let's maybe see. Maybe not. I'd say 17. Ah, oh, shit. All right. Well, you pass. But you still move at half speed for the next two D4 rounds. All right. So he's not glued to the floor, unable to move, but he moves at half speed. Is that right? Yep. Fuck. Kind of want to throw another one at him. (laughs) (laughs) Well, after you throw the first one, he starts barking loudly. Fuck. It's like guttural, bubbling, barking. Yeah, I figured that. You throw another one? No. And I'd be like, no, goody, we gotta go. And he uh, gets on the crane rope, so hopefully it descends faster and rides down to the ground. All right. Once you roll initiative. Fuck. Double fuck. It's a 12. I bet it looks really cool riding that rope down on the crane. Yeah, he looks kind of like a badass or something. You got a 12? I got a 5. Stormak looks longingly at the turn order. Oh, Oh, I'm being left out of combat. (laughs) Can you see it? Yeah. It's just empty. 
No. <laughs> to be completely honest, uh, I'm out of my element here. So are we. Yeah, really. <laughs> you slide down the rope right at this creature, essentially. And he's kind of just waiting for you, ready to snap. Are you just going to get all the way down? Fuck, I should have done something before I went down that rope, but... Yes. You land on top of the cart, which was directly underneath the crane. Fuck yeah. Planned it. And he is like two paws up on top of the cart right next to you, ready to strike. I'll say you have a another action. Um, I'm going to draw and drink an extract. Okay. And I think that provokes. I mean, if I'm above him. Yeah, it's dog moved in combat. Isn't the dog still? Oh yeah, he can't provoke. Yep, sounds good. Uh, what's your extract? Uh, it's called defensive shock. So his skin starts to kind of uh, shock, and all the hairs on his arms kind of start generating static electricity all over his body. Nice. Oh god, how many dicks are going to be on that courtroom when I get back to it? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> oh jeez. Alright. You do that, and it is this nasty looking pupper's turn. And he is going to pause from his barking and attack you with a bite. That's a twenty to hit. Oh yeah. That'll play. What do you got? <laughs> How many hit points do you have? Not a lot. With all that con drain? Not a lot. Uh, it does 12 damage. Oof. Alright. How does that make you look? I think I'm at 8. Worried? Whew. And, um, yeah. He's just kind of standing there with his nasty looking paws up on this cart, chomping at you. I would like you to take 2d6 electrical damage, though. Ooh. Nice. You want me to roll it? Um, uh, yeah, please. Alright, here we go. 2d6. Ooh, that's 7 electrical coming back at you. Nice. Goody's standing at the top of that crane line, just like, Oh, I don't know, should I... Should I come down? That doesn't look very safe. Goody, I don't think we got another option. Uh, we're kind of committed now. Uh, go get the gate. I'll try to hold him off. All right. Well, he grabs the line and flies down it. And uh, he's going to pull out his dagger on his way down and try and stab this hound. Da, 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 da. Oh, uh, he misses. If you get that halfling killed, I'm going <laughs> to... Halfling? Um, I think I might go down he, here in one second. He misses his attack, but he lands next to the dog, and he's like, Oh, easy now, easy now. And he's getting ready to run for the game. And um, why don't we go back to the courtroom? So you guys were done with the witness... Abigail flitched, returns to her seat. 
crowd's acting up and rabbling and rousing and uh, the gong goes off. Gong, gong, gong. Quiets down. Card says, It's now the defense's turn to call a witness. Called him to the... Well, I guess he's already on a stand, but... Uh, we, uh, we want to talk to Tim. The crowd's erupts and like rah, 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 rah. starts getting super out of hand well at least everyone seems to know his name now very well if uh, it's alright with you we will leave him right where he is so you can question him as you like okay uh, Tim, how long did you live in that town, Herkstag? Almost, almost a year. Why? Uh, what did you do while you were living there? I, I like to read. What? What did you read? I like the poetry. And who taught you to read? Um, my, f- my friend. Who? What's your friend's name? She was uh, Elsa. And you can see he's like starting to tear up a little bit. Your friend Elsa. Yes. Is that the same little girl that was dead? That died? <laughs> the terrible death? <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Sorry. He starts laughing. He is actually laughing this time. No, he's not, you liar. <laughs> yeah, he starts crying, but it is very reminiscent of a laugh, as you've seen before. I mean, if someone's, like, looking at his face, is it pretty obvious that he's crying? Yes, see, there are tears. Um, for those of you that can't see it, he's, he's obviously sad. He's not laughing. Tim, are you laughing or crying right now? I'm crying. Okay. Flora describes what she sees for her <laughs> podcast listeners at home. <laughs> no, he's facing us, not the audience. Okay, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and Tim, do you, do you recall any of the, the poems that uh, Elsa taught you? Do you remember any of Elsa's poems? She kind of looks at Zeke. She's like, did she teach him poems? Well, Zeke ain't here. Sorry, not Zeke. Sid. Uh, <laughs> I suppose I should have pr- thought of that. Recite a go. poem for us, John. Yeah, just, you know, improv it. That, it can't be that hard. That's what Charlie's <laughs> telling me to do. Yeah, John. Okay. I shall die and what I now know feel what I now feel be no longer felt Soon, soon his misery, burning miseries will be extinct. 
I I shall ascend my funeral pile triumphantly and exult in the agony of the torturing flames. The light of that conflagration will fade away. My ashes be swept into the sea by the winds. Spirits sleep in peace. Or if it thinks, I will not surely think thus. Too soon? That was beautiful, Tim. Thank you. I guess we've already submitted the evidence, but uh, please note that that poem is from Exhibit whatever. The poetry book is Exhibit C. Exhibit book? Yes. There's <laughs> uh, evidence that this is not some monster, but an intelligent, caring, compassionate creature who is not laughing at the death of a child, but mourning the loss of his friend. Oh, that was beautiful. <laughs> Instead of repeating it, she turns and looks at Sid and goes, oh, that was beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> Did everyone hear that? You, you, you have to say it now. Damn it. <laughs> uh, let's let it, let it be shown. She's like standing really awkwardly. <laughs> that, um, that was, that was from the book that he and Elsa shared and he's not uh, laughing at the death of a child, but mourning the loss of a friend. Yeah, good enough. Thank you. Caring, compassionate, intelligent. And caring and compassionate and intelligent. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and roll that diplomacy now. <laughs> yeah, so, roll me a diplomacy. 15. Can Sid aid? Yeah, I think can if he- ever, Sid already aided, so... Yeah, he's super aided. Like, he doesn't even yeah, need he to was, roll. Yeah, he was telling you what to say, for sure. Alright. Uh, noted. Is that uh, all your questions for him? Uh, no. No. <laughs> Tim, can you tell us what happened the night um, Elsa died? I tried to save her. From what? Something scary like a ghost. From a ghost? Yeah. What did the ghost do to her? I think it it stole Elsa's soul. Where did this happen? On the hill at Hergstag. What were you doing when you brought Elsa's body back? I wanted to bring it, her back to her, her parents so she could be buried. Well, that was very kind of you. You can you can sit down, Tim. Thank you. Or relax. <laughs> All right. Good job, Tim. And at that point, we're going to cut back to Zeke. And Zeke, you're standing on this wooden wagon in this courtyard surrounded by a 20-foot brick wall. 
covered in broken glass with Goody, the halfling, next to a ridiculously strong, you found from its biting you, scary amalgamation of animal parts ready to rip you to shreds. The gate leading out of here into the city is right on the other side of this terrifying creature. And I think that's where we're going to end it for the week. Oof, oof, dude. I'm going to die. This is rough. Be interested to see if Serac can have a character that lasts more than one book. Yeah. Oh, hey. Yikes. Thanks, <laughs> Thanks guys. Thanks for the, you know, I was so supportive with your courtroom drama. You're like, man, fuck it. He's on his own. He'll be fine. <laughs> what I mean, you are literally on your own. I got Goody. Got my boy. You sound like he was booking it. Well, we're, I mean, the book hopefully. clearly says separate the investigator from the investigation. Tie him up with the halfling's long lost brother. And, uh, John's just got to follow the rules of the book, you know? Yeah, yeah. Makes total sense. I'll delete him, I'm sorry. <laughs> well, take a screenshot first. I'm just <laughs> I don't know if I can get them all on one screen. I gotcha. Oh, boy. <laughs> Every person in the courtroom has a dick. <laughs> you left me alone for a really long time. I believe Adjacent's, uh has stink He's lines coming off of it. Yeah, and it's flaccid. Yeah, the prosecution Notably. has a sad dick, and defense has a, as Surratt loves to say, triumphant. Yeah. It is dick. triumphant. Yes. Yeah. Check out all its magic. Potentially celestial. Yeah. I thought for a moment about giving it a halo, but the sun rays seemed appropriate. Do I need to delete those dicks? I'll delete those dicks. That's fine. Nope. Nope. The green one doesn't want to go. 
Meg has drawn dicks in my signature color, trying to make me look like the culprit. <laughs> it was originally your idea. Was it, though? I can take a screenshot of you whispering me. Start drawing dicks. He's an enabler. Stormak moves in and attacks. The, the dicks? <laughs>